0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for July 22nd, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 34 and 53 through 56. The message is by Mother Nancy James. Okay, you just heard it. The Gospel lesson. Who can tell me what it said? Susie? Okay. Did you say anything else? It's kind of hard to remember this passage, isn't it? Right. Can you Meg, can you back it up? Can you put it back up there from the beginning? It's really kind of, I mean, don't you just love the gospel of Mark? Mark is no holes barred. It is what it is. He calls it, he sees it. It's action, it's action, it's action. And here we have this gospel that seems to be all this passive stuff, doesn't it? Seems to be kind of almost like filler or just the transitions of stories. And you look at it, you mean, last week we had John the Baptist beheaded, his head on a platter given to Herodias. There's not much action here, is there? You have to kind of look at it and you think, why was this important enough to stand alone? When they formed the lectionary, they took this and they made it stand alone. What is it we are to see? And then when you look at it, you go, huh, 35 to 52 isn't in there. Did you notice? Right, you noticed. All right. Anybody know what it is? Okay. I'll read it to you. Okay. When it grew late, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place. The hour's now very late. Send them away so they can go into the surrounding country and villages and buy. For themselves, something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy 200 znari worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, Well, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And they went and found out, and they came back, and they said, Five and two fish. So he ordered them, to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. And they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven. He blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples and set them before the people. He divided the two fish among them as well. And they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. Immediately, he made his disciples get into a boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after saying farewell to them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was out in the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind. He came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it's I. Don't be afraid. And he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased. They were utterly astounded. They did not understand about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. So there's the action. There's, There's all the action stuff. And we're not supposed to look at that today. We're supposed to look at this. What is it that we are supposed to see? We see 12 men, right, the disciples. They've just come back. Jesus had commissioned them and sent them out. They went out thinking God thoughts, being in the kingdom, having sat in Jesus' presence and listened and absorbed everything. They believed, they went out, they did, and they came back. And then they don't get it. Sound familiar? (laughs) Sounds like me, (laughs) you know? Jesus is teaching them. In Mark, there's a real emphasis on the kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God is here. It's now. It's around us. Jesus brings a way of seeing it, of being in it, participating in the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God isn't something that comes at the end of time. At the end of time, there's not this tractor beam that comes and it's going to take us to some place where evil can't get us. The kingdom of God is here. At the end of time, God comes in great power, absolute power, authority, righteousness, and judgment. And evil won't be able to function anymore it will obey and submit this is the kingdom of god it's hard to see that isn't it why is that i think it's because of our culture we live in culture our world is culture we have economic we have political we have social We have a little culture in our family. We have a culture of the church, the way things are always done. You know, the carpet's supposed to be red, right? Okay? There are all these cultures. And what is culture? Culture is man-made. We develop culture. We could think of it as our world model or the way the universe works, the way we explain things. It's a set of rules that we have. And we know when our culture is being challenged, right? When you run up against somebody who's from another culture, it takes a while. There's a give and take, an evaluation until you figure out how you can find this common ground. Our culture is sort of a, a filter through which we hear and we see things. Our culture is our value system, what we where we place our emphasis, where our priorities are and Mark is trying to tell us the kingdom of God is at hand. think God thoughts, not human thoughts don't stay in your culture over here with human thoughts. come to god 's think god thoughts when you think. That's too big, that 's too hard. I mean, the disciples who are with him all the time, and they don 't get it. We hear them described with blind eyes, deaf ears, stiff necks, right? Stubborn shoulders. We fall short. But Mark also has many examples of people who encounter Jesus, catch the clue train. Stay with the God thoughts and go off to further the kingdom of God. We just don't happen to have their names. It wasn't important to them to stick around and think, is my name going to get in the story when they write history? We have the woman in the well. We have the demoniac who's healed of, the, of legion. We have lepers. We have uh, blind men. You know, the the guy who got delivered from a legion of demons, he, he says to Jesus, can I stay with you? Let me stay with you. He is so transformed, he just wants to be with Jesus. And Jesus says, no, go home. Go and tell. Go home. Show, tell. He has confidence in him, but the 12 stay there because they haven't quite Figured it out. Now, I do the same thing. I occasionally have God thoughts. You know, I have revelation or illumination or something that's wonderful, and then I try to cram it into my world view. I take God and try to fit him into the way I think things operate. Instead of being... In God's thoughts, staying transformed by that thought and letting my values, my priorities, my agenda, my to-do list fall away. It's a hard thing. And if you look at the culture of the time of the 12, the time of, of Mark, we have a, a Jewish society that is trying to establish their culture on being the holy remnant, God's chosen, setting themselves apart instead of being in. We have the Pharisees, and Pharisees means not of the common people. There's one group. We have another group. They're called the Essenes at that time. You know them, they were the, well, scene means zealous or pious ones. How would you like to belong to that group? Doesn't that sound fun? And they were the ones who, who took all the scriptures and stuffed them in clay jars and took them up to quorum and hid them, you know, what we now know as the Dead Sea Scrolls. So we have pious people and people who are not of the people, not of the common people. These cultures, within the culture of being the holy remnant. So, of course, the 12 thought in terms of what makes me different, what sets me apart. But we need to stay with God thoughts. Thinking God's thoughts. And giving up the human. And that will bring the kingdom of God to hand. And say, what does that look like? Well, we know that if you abide in the word, you abide in God's love, if you choose God when it makes no sense, it's a point of choice choosing culture, what we know, or choosing God. When it makes no sense, that means you have abandoned reason, but you have chosen God. That makes it an issue of faith, not one of reason. Choose God. Stay with God's thoughts. And how do we know if we're in God's thoughts? It says that, that our prayers rise to heaven as incense, and surround God on his throne in heaven. He is thinking of us. We are thinking of him, thinking with him, asking him, seeking him. If we are in God's thoughts, we are in his presence. We are in his kingdom. It doesn't say much. There's no action. It's all the hard stuff. The internal. The disciples serve us as an example of where the point of decision is. Choose the world or choose God. And I think that's our lesson this morning. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You were just listening to Come and See. Come and See is a production of St. Andrew's Anglican Church in Little Center, Ohio. St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org. Please join us again when we invite you to come and see.